Welcome to Everyday People Podcast with me, Nyung Vo. I'm your everyday person whose mission is to give everyday people a platform to share their incredible story, learnings and life tools to inspire you to dream and live your best life. I believe that you don't have to be famous, turn over a million plus a year, have lots of degrees or be in a high position to have something powerful to share and leave a positive impact in your community. I believe the only prerequisite is that you are being you and you are living the amazing life that is meant to be for you. That is enough to inspire me to go live my best life. Will you join me on this journey of sharing, learning and living alongside everyday people? I did invite one of my favorite yoga teachers into the studio today. Her name is Green Park and she was previously teaching the yoga flow and yoga foundation classes at My Mama Said in Seddon. I'll always remember Green as a teacher who does cool yoga stuff and I'm sitting here struggling to picture how can I copy her and she will always say to us encouragingly and very excitedly, try it. Most of all, after my classes with Green, I always feel like I got to know my body better and that's really empowering and powerful in the yoga journey. Welcome, Green. So just to start off, can you tell us what the transition was like when you first moved from Korea to Australia after getting married? What were the struggles that you had to overcome? I've been in Australia a couple of times, even before I got married, and I lived here for a year. But actually settling down and living and finding new careers was very unexpectedly challenging. And I was confused about, okay, what can I do here? All my plans based on life in Korea. And then I changed to New World. And What to, was your plans when you were in Korea? I wanted to become a journalist. I realized actually that's not for me. It's actually a really stressful job. And I didn't want to like spend my life talking about other people. And there's always kind of a lot of like negativity inside in journalism. Like you're always kind of seeking for something, you know, revealing some other people's bad side. Because Different I wanted types. to watch I worked at some like, like broadcasting company, like news or newspapers. And then like the people I met wasn't really inspiring me. I think that's the one of the reasons their lifestyle doesn't really look happy. They're always stressed. They don't have their much personal life. Going back to when you first came to Australia, besides trying to find your career, what else did you have to consider or work through to kind of find yourself or find <laughs> a sense of belonging in Australia? Oh yeah, that was another challenge as well because... I always hanging out with a similar group of people and limited number of friends. And I kind of stay in the same group of people for very long time, like more than three years when I moved to Australia. When I started teaching yoga, I started to meet all the different peoples and like different backgrounds. They're all from like different countries and grow up in different environments. And I had to teach those kind of people as well. But I never interacted with people with like different backgrounds and mm. different life. And that was kind of challenging to me to connecting to the people because I didn't know how, mm. like how to understand them, how to communicate with them. We're going to touch on how sure. you got into yoga teaching, but tell us about the career that you ended up doing when you first came here, which was you selling oh, yeah. phone covers on eBay. Yeah, so I was trying to find, oh, what can I do here? And then I wasn't really confident about working in an office in Australia. And and I was just starting to selling random stuff on eBay, like one by one. And then I realized it's actually making money. And then it's kind of starting to getting bigger and bigger. And then I started importing like a buck of like random items from China and then selling on eBay. That became my full-time job for 
two years. So I had to like packing more than 100 items and like dealing with more than 100 complaints every day and like sitting onto the computers. That was my first two years after I settled down into Australia. Yeah, was that also a time when eBay was big and people were able to make a lot of money from it? What year was that? That was 2013 and 14. I think that time, I think a lot of people used eBay. That was mm. the main online shopping. And I just saw like so many random posture correcting, some strap, tempered glasses for phones and all these random glasses. How did you know what items to sell? You just pretty much research on Chinese website. You know, they show all the items and then you just copy the titles on the eBay and then you just compare the price. And then you contact the seller on the Chinese website and then ask them, well, how much can you give me the discount if I buy like 50 or 100 items? Mm. And they're going to give me the discount price. And if I can make even a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, oh yeah, I'll do that. It's like yeah. one item for one dollars, but if you sell hundred items, it's hundred dollars. So it actually make a bit of money. So you did that for two years that it started affecting your mental health and your physical health. Yeah. Because of the daily packing and the dealing with the computers whole day that messed up my wrist. So I had carpal tunnel syndromes, very severe case. So I couldn't use any of my fingers at the end. Also dealing with the complaints every day that kind of make me really stressed. It built up for two years and I didn't even realize I was stressed that mm. much. Yeah. So you didn't realize you were stressed and you probably didn't realize what carpal tunnel no, not was. at all, because I never really heard about like, and then I never really injured my body before. So I didn't know what injury means, actually. And then when you get the pain in your body, you're actually getting used to the pain. Human body, you adapt everything, even in the pain. So yes. you don't even realize how severe it is. That reminds me, because I was in a crash three years ago. Oh, my God. And I hit my knee on the dashboard. Yeah. And I thought it was just bruised. Oh. So I just never got it checked out. Yeah, because my knee got injured. My upper body doesn't put weight mm-hmm. on my knee anymore. Mm-hmm. So then I'm losing mass on my... Oh, to protect my, your knee. Yeah, 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 on my upper leg and my thigh and my yeah. ass. <laughs> and all the, all the weight is carried by my calf. So oh. my calf is very tense and it hurts a lot. And that's why I love when I do yoga. And stretch your calf. So, mm. yeah, it's true that your body will compensate and you're yeah. able to continue. I'm able to continue walking. Exactly. But I'm actually putting weight in the wrong yes. areas of my you leg. You sacrifice other part of your body at the same time, yeah. Yeah, with your carpal tunnel syndrome, when you found out, how did they recommend you to fix it? Um, Because you were so young as well, you know? No, I wasn't. I was like 30 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Still young to have any Thanks. I was like just crying every day and then I was like complaining about my pain. And back then my relationship with my partner wasn't really good and then he didn't really like pay attention to my pain either. And then one day both we realized I couldn't even like hold anything because my wrist was too weak and in pain. So I was like, okay, what can we do? And then he realized, oh my God, it's actually so serious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then he researched all the things and then he found one of doctors who doing, I forgot actually the name of the treatment like you took out your blood and then you separate your blood and the other part and then you inject that to your body again to for the cell recovery yeah mm. it was very expensive treatment but oh, I so had then your hands started working like normal again after um, no not at all oh. that, that was kind of emergency so it definitely helped to remove crazy pains and yeah. then I was able to move my fingers and my wrist but it took another two years to fully healed 
Wow. Yeah. But at that point when you found out that it caused you that pain, did you stop that eBay business? Yeah, that's the time I realized I can't do it anymore because it's messing up my body and my mind as well. Yeah, so I had to change my career to other jobs. Yeah, I was telling you the other day as well that I was using a mouse at work a lot and one of my fingers just felt so numb that I bought (laughs) a new mouse because I am aware that if we do the same repeated movement with our fingers or any part of our bodies that it can cause injury you can do it as long as you stretch and then doing the strength new walk every day mm-hmm. but if you don't do anything and then just using it whole day every day and it might cause some other problem mm-hmm. and then you also mentioned that you did no exercise during that two years you're a yoga teacher now but back then yeah you did no exercise no exercise all my 20s like i didn't do anything i was just breathing <laughs> you're just breathing <laughs> That's all I did. That's all. I, and just eat, breathing and like nothing. And then one day I remember me, my husband and my brother-in-law, we on the one of the weekend, I was like, oh, yeah, let's go jogging and let's go. And then we just starting to run from the, in front of our house. After just 30 meters, I stopped. I couldn't breathe. And then I was like, oh yeah, I can't go it anymore. And then my husband and my brother-in-law looking at me, are you serious? <laughs> we just started like 30 minutes. Our house is right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I can't go it anymore. I can't breathe. Wait, so do they exercise often? They're though? very athletic. 30 meters, like everyone can do it except me back then. Can you do it now? Of course. Oh, wow, great. Because I only recently went for a jog and I used to love running yeah. long distance, but I haven't jogged in so long. I just can't even tell you how long it's been because it's embarrassing. Yeah. But it's the same thing happened. I was running with my housemate who jogs mm. all the time. He goes to boxing all the time. And I think it'd be like five minutes of running and I can't breathe because I know. my throat starts swelling mm. and I'm thinking, okay, is it asthma or is it just because I haven't ran for a very long time? And it made me want to run more because I'm only 28. So it's something I added to my list. Once you found out that you had carpal tunnel syndrome and mm-hmm. you've worked through it, how did you go from an injured girl who hasn't done any exercise, whose mental health is not going well, to someone who decided to do yoga teaching and have been doing it for a few years now? Tell me about that process. From that point of the carpal tunnels, I decided to do something to my body. And I was thinking about, okay, what can I do? And then I just remembered that I really enjoyed yoga before. I just did a few months of yoga online, like diet yoga videos when I was early 20s. That was pretty fun. So I was like, okay, that's the thing I did. So I'll try again. And there was a one yoga studio is very close to my house. So I just went there and then I just fell in love. That's the day I sweated crazy, shaking crazy, couldn't breathe. But the teacher was so wise. I think that was another reason I hooked into the yoga. I felt like he knew something. I don't know this guy, but I feel like he knew something about the life. <laughs> and you can trust them. Yeah, exactly. How did you do yoga when you had the injury in your hands? Yeah, did that was healing? very hard. I didn't know any alignment. And that's the process of understanding your personality as well. Because my personality, I realized through yoga practice, I'm just like forcing myself. And I'm very competitive. When other people are doing, I'm going to do it. I'm like forcing my, like, even if I don't have any muscles and joints, strengths I'll just try to do it I'm gonna hurt myself so I hurt myself everywhere pretty much not on your wrist <laughs> through yoga practice oh my gosh yeah because I wanted to do what other people do you're just comparing yourself and other people I'm opposite very lazy <laughs> so it's good to be in a class and everyone's doing it and that inspires me 
I'm like struggling to do the next move, but everyone else is doing it and their legs up. So, you know, that gives me motivation to keep my leg up. Maybe that's why you like my class because I'm a little bit forcing to my student, do more, you can do it. Yeah, yeah, I need that. That's why I like you. I need that encouragement. I need that little push. I remember like I'd be doing a downward dog and you'd be like, you need to put your butt up higher. You basically like push me to the point I can feel. Because everyone can do it. They don't know. There are type of people like me. They're like forcing their body, but I'll go up to them, just relax, relax. So it depends on who you are. I'm still trying to learn to read the body. And as I teach more people and see the different body type, I can kind of see whether they can go deeper or whether they can push harder Mm. or they're pushing too much. Mm. So it's kind of showing through your body type as well. You mentioned that a lot as well in your classes. Every yoga move, for each person might look a bit different because our body type's different. Different, yeah. yeah. Your bone structure is different and your joint strength is different. Like, it's everyone has different structures. Mm. And some people has actually more bones than you or less bones than you. Okay. You know, because I'm a hyperextended person, so I have to build up more muscles to stabilize my body. Some people has really good bone structure, which I'm really jealous about. When they straight arms, they just straight arm. That looks perfect. But for me, when I straight my arm, it's hyperextended. So it doesn't look good. Like, and then it doesn't go for my joint. So I have to slightly bend and then use more muscle to holding my arms. So, so hyperextension means? Your bones not stack each other's. It's more flexible, too flexible. Ah, so some people, when they stretch, they don't need to have to control it because it has an end point. And yeah. then some people would extend so much that it becomes yeah, floppy. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. have to lose. I don't call it flexible because... Flexible means you have control over your body, but a lot of people think they're flexible, but they just lose. They don't Ah. have much control over their body. Depends on the body part as well. Some people have really flexible low back. Some people have really flexible shoulders or hips. So much to learn. Yeah, that's why you're doing all the like weird poses to figure out. Yeah. Yeah, so you mentioned before that yoga has changed your world in that you used to hang out with the same group of people all the time. And now you meet different people from all walks of life Mm. yeah how has that changed you and what are the other things or elements of yoga that has changed your life the reason I was stay with the same group of people like back then I convinced myself you don't need to have many friends like you know you have just a good friends around you that's enough that was Mm. my logic and I didn't really try to find the new people and I was really close-minded and since I started teaching yoga, I had to meet more people. And then I realized, actually, that was freaking excuse to myself. I was very, like, insecure girl who doesn't want to get hurt from anyone. Like, mm-hmm. I had too much pride. Actually, I was, like, scared of expressing myself to new people as well. So all these things together. Then from the yoga, I have to meet new people. But actually, I realized I loved meeting people, you know. And I learned so much from all the different people. And they are my inspiration every mm-hmm. day. How about how yoga change your lifestyle as well pretty much trying to live like healthy lifestyle like I'm always concerned about my mind every day I'm checking like oh am I okay am I stressed right now am I happy or am I on PMS is it I'm always checking my mind every day every moment yeah always trying to breathing deeply when I meet new people I try to really like not judging people because I realize at the beginning of teaching, like when the people coming into the studio, I see them and instantly I judge people. I'm judging their body. I'm judging their face. I'm judging their like working and that affecting the relationship, me and the person. Because I'm 
not ready to accept my student. So they're not coming to my class again. But when I remove that, and then when the person coming, I'm just see them who they are. I'm not going to put any thought into it. And I'm just empty my mind. Pretty much that's the process of giving the space to them. The judgment is natural process of yeah. human beings. I go through the yeah. same thing. Yeah. When I meet someone new, yeah. I only realize mm. from looking back that I did judge people. You can't really know someone through one conversation, mm-hmm. but I would have a judgment and then that would affect the rest of the conversation. Just like mm. with you, if once you judge them, mm. it will affect the rest of the class. Yeah. So it's really important to just yeah. be open. And also when you have those thoughts, they feel it. It's a human instinct. You don't need to speak out. You just know it. Because if you judge, you can put up a wall. Exactly. That wall, yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. It. The invisible wall, but yeah. you, everyone can actually feel it. I don't think judgment is that bad. You need to judge people whether they're dangerous or you don't know, right? But if you're judging from your negative thought that like you have, and then you're putting the head to other people, yeah. like that kind of process. Yeah, 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 like exactly. That yeah. kind of judgment I try to remove. And I think the more people you meet and the more different people that you meet, the less you start judging. Yes, yeah, that's for sure. People surprise you all the time. You look like this on the outside, but then you're more than what I thought. And that's mm. when we judge less from our experiences it's fun like because every studio have different group of students so on one day I'm going to so many different group of people I feel like I'm just traveling the world you don't even need to go to all the different countries you just go into different suburbs and meet different group of people and feeling the different energies that's what I really enjoy about this job as well and I wouldn't say all yoga teachers would embrace that different people different Um, personalities it depends some people like to go to the one place and Mm -hmm. Some people like to traveling everywhere. So you did bring in your journal. Yeah. It's all written in Korean. Do you mind reading it in Korean and then um, translating it into English for us? 이런저런 일들이 있고 세상은 그래도 계속 돌아간다. 하루하루 어떻게 보내야 만족하는 삶을 사는 것일까? 아침에 일어나 해야 할 일을 하고 요가 수업도 하고 만나는 사람마다 좋은 인연을 맺으려고 노력하고 I'm just talking about my daily life and just asking myself whether I'm living this life fully. Oh yeah, I'm waking up in the morning. Did I feel this life fully? Did I teach fully? Did I give positive energy that I can give to the people? I constantly ask you whether I did fully. Do you find that some days you can't give of fully? Of course. Yeah. I, and what do you tell yourself on, on days I've burned now so many times. <laughs> because all the yoga teachers probably will agree about this. Because you always giving the energy to the people. Mm-hmm. Some days you're receiving a lot. But actually, like, as time goes by, you know, your energy is limited for me. I'm just trying to give fully, fully. I can <laughs> yeah. give more, more. And then one day I'm just, okay, I can't do anything. Those kind of days, I just lying on the bed and then just chilling and doing the YouTube. I need those kind of days to yeah. recharge. I can totally understand because me, when I go to the yoga classes, I'm usually very stressed out <laughs> or I need some healing. So when I go to your classes, I can understand that the teachers are dealing with people with this energy. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people coming to yoga class with like, I'm going to release the stress <laughs> Hey, let me release the stress. <laughs> That's why a lot of yoga teachers going to retreats. They need those kind of self kind self-care. Of, yeah, self care. So yeah, maybe explain your name, Green Park. You did say that you have a Korean name as well. Oh, what's your Korean name? Uh, my Korean name is Mikyung Park. Yeah. Or in Korean, we say the surname first and the first name. So it's Park Mikyung. It's connecting to the identity part because my name is kind of old name. 
And when you're going to school, you will find the person who has the same name, like at least three people. Oh, like it's just a common name. Yeah, it's all name, common name, like countryside. No, I'm not saying my name is that bad, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, you, you know. feel unique. Yes, exactly. And then you're always the comparing the other Mikyang and me, you know, yeah. like the same name. And then people call Mikyang and they use me or the, like, <laughs> but anyway. And but then, you know, not everyone... It's like that though, in that really? some people have the same name as other people, but they don't care. You really? know, there's so many Davids or so many Tom's. Oh, that's true. I have four sisters and all our middle names are Kim and they all use Kim. Whereas I refuse to because I don't want the same name. You know, I like you. I like to have Okay, maybe a people, it depends name. on the people for me. Maybe I want it to be special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like me. I want to be special too. <laughs> and then connecting on another my English level as well. Like it was 2008. I was in Melbourne actually back then and I was like okay I'm gonna make my English name I just remembered I watched the French you know the American drama her last name is Green Jennifer Aniston yeah I didn't know green is only for the last name. And okay, then I'm going to do become a green because green is my favorite color. And I like the combination of my last name is Park mm. and it's Green Park. It's like funny name. So yeah. it's unique. Everyone can remember it. Yeah. Like that's the idea of And you're wearing name. green earrings yeah, now. So as well. It's oh. my favorite color always. Since I was little, when I pick up clothes, shoes, it has to be green. Mm. Like, you know, that kind of obsession. You've had that name since 2008. After I got married and I officially changed my name to Green Park. So I'm actually Green Park right now. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to my five quick questions. Yeah. What about the world amazes you? It's just life itself. You just reminding yourself, you're living, like you're human beings. I'm just amazed about that. Just like reading and then seeing this world and living as a human being, you're not the animals or trees. What is your favorite quote? It's from the really old text. It's called Upanishad. The quote it said, uh, "Speak the Satya, follow the Dharma, from Swadhyaya, never cease." Speak the Satya. Satya means the truth. Speak yeah. the truth. Follow the Dharma. Dharma is your goal, your life purpose from Swadhyaya. Swadhyaya is my favorite word. It's a study of self, knowing yourself, never cease. That's the quote I always try to remind myself every day. Always, am I speaking the truth or am I kind of putting something to make myself look good? Whether I'm doing the life purpose of this human life, like mm -hmm. am I living the human life and like, am I studying myself? Am I checking myself? Am I actually seeing myself, my mm. condition, like, very objectively? So and that, they're all very difficult to do. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Tell me what your favourite thing to do is in summer. Summer, I'm going to go to the beach. <laughs> I'm in Sydney, guys. And I'm going to, three things. Going to the beach and I'm going to dance in the beach. <laughs> break dance? Yes, break dance. Can you break dance on the sand? Uh, no, we normally bring the... Vinyl. Yeah, okay. and then we dance Yeah, next to the beach. Normally we're doing the barbecue. And one more thing. Yeah, I'll just enjoy the warm weather. That's my favorite, the sun. What does success mean to you? When I satisfy myself, when I don't have any doubt about my daily life, you know, I told you, like, I'm always asking myself whether I live today fully. Before I sleep, when I look back my day, if I live fully and no doubt, then I'm done. Name one thing about Korean culture that you want to keep for yourself. It's called Jung in Korean. Jung means it's like sharing. There's no direct translation in English. You just, you have the... Um, mind to giving to the people like you just know expectation you just mm. like doing it yeah because you want to share 
Is this sort of Without. like Korean barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For example, when you're going to the Korean barbecue, like if there's a Korean person, they don't like happily doing all these cookings cooking and without any. They just wanted to share. The negative side is actually you giving to the people. You don't even know whether they want it or not. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you really want it to give, but they actually don't want it. Yeah. But it's so hard to reject what they're giving it to you. <laughs> so try to read whether if they actually need it or not. That's yeah. my challenge as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You've just listened to the Everyday People podcast with Yongvo. You can find out more about Green via Instagram at Yogini Green or greenyoga.com.au. Listen to more episodes of the Everyday People podcast with inspiring everyday people on iTunes or Spotify.